Hello and welcome to Tomorrow's Bite podcast. A big shout out to all the listeners tuning in to our first episode. We hope to be your guide in the complicated world of food. It's an honor for us to do so. In today's episode, we will tell you more about the purpose of this podcast and introduce to the host. If we got your interest after our first episode, please press on that follow button and go to our social media. I'm Shoko van Kool. And I am Andres Antondura. And this is Tomorrow's Bites. Welcome to our first episode. Well, Shaco, we're finally here in the first episode of Tomorrow's Bites, a project that we have started a couple months ago, and I'm really happy that we are already doing it. I think that is a really nice idea that you had. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to what we can get from here. Yeah, let's see how far we can go. Yeah, definitely. I think that anyway, we're talking here and our listeners probably do not know uh, anything about us. Probably the best thing would be that we introduce ourselves a little. So yeah, of course. They, they know, but like, for example, how did you, how did you end up so interested in food innovation? So my interest actually started as a child. I was like in the kitchen a lot with my dad together, making dishes, all kinds of dishes. And I enjoyed that a lot. And before I wanted to become a chef, but you have to change a lot in your personal life. You know, like your weekends, you have to work and stuff. And um, that's why I followed one of my other interests in science and did my bachelor in life science for the biology part. I had a lot of interest in DNA and cell biology. And in my last year of that, the bachelor, I was already looking at something else that I could follow, a master. I got more interested in the business side as well. I worked uh, during the, after I finished my bachelor half a year in the hospital, where I basically saw already the importance of food, you know, like coming up also like during treatments, but also like before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So some foods end up in particular diseases and how important food was in particular diseases. And uh, that's why um, I looked further and got the master in health innovation, where I actually created a bridge from the science to the business part. And that's where I met you. Exactly. There are a lot of things in your story that I can really relate. I also wanted to be a chef when I was little, but that soon went out when I went to high school and I started biology and I also got really interested in life sciences and actually in how human body worked. I was really into that. But yeah, and then I went to my bachelor's in Barcelona. I studied biochemistry there with the idea of I'm going to be a great neuroscientist after and after two years, I think it was more or less at the half bachelor's, I realized that that was not for me. Uh, I am a creativity driven person and lab work was too methodic. And I was convinced that I was not going to be enjoying a career there. And in that moment, I was living in Barcelona. I was sharing a house and apartment with my older brother that was also studying there. And he wanted to reduce his meat intake. Mm -hmm. And I got triggered by that uh, because my time in the bachelor's, when any professor will talk to us about metabolism or nutrition in any sense, they will always talk about how complete have to be the diet. So for me, meat had to be part of the diet. And I started 
doing my own research, investigating, looking websites like, okay, is this, is this healthy? Is this possible? And then I found out like this huge world that I ignore of food innovation that actually was trying to tackle this problem, this matter. And I lost it. I thought that it was such a great thing. I ignored as well how damaging for the planet was the farming or in general, the uh, intensive production of, of meat. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw it there. Uh, I said, okay, this is what I would like to do. I would like to be in this food revolution in the right side of history because that's what we're facing now. We, like, the food systems have to change a lot in the latter years. And with these kind of desires by mm-hmm. part of the of the consumers that also desire to be more healthy, to be uh, more sustainable in their eating. And that is, that is why I decided, yeah, I want to do something with this. And I asked a professor from there, a nutrition professor, a great professor in, in the University of Barcelona. And he told me, if you want to do anything of food, um, go to the Netherlands. Yeah. I think he was thinking more on Pateniga, but Pateniga was too research for me. And what I wanted was actually, as you said, a bridge between the business and the science. And I think I found that in the Health Food Innovation Management Program of Maastricht University. And I think it's really nice that we got there because in there we also could talk with others and discover I don't know, from my personal experience, it was a great moment for me to, to realize how much I like food and the food innovation. Uh, I don't know, in your, in your case, what's the, what's the thing that, that drives you there in the food innovation? What's, what fascinates you? That, that was yeah, that's good. I, um, for sure, there's a lot of things that passion me about in the food industry. Mm. And it actually is already started by, the first thing is that food is like, it's part that where you can meet people, you know, like in every sort of kind of culture, there's always a big part food in it. Indeed, yeah, it's, it's very important. It's, it's a kind of base of, you know, exactly. uh, if you go to different societies in the past, like, yeah, way, I mean, you can also see like in history, it brought the people together, yeah, yeah, big fires, <laughs> <laughs> or, or for example, if we go to Romans or Greeks, when yeah. they did like this. Big parties, you know, massive parties with wine, with all sorts of, of, of food. I mean, we mm-hmm. as humans, we love food, and it's part of uh, of, it. of ourselves as a society, culturally, socially, nutrition-wise. Nutrition-wise, mainly. Yeah, so another also thing yeah, that comes back to what passionate me about the food industry is like the nutritional aspect of it. How important food is for your own body. Hmm. As a fan of biology already. And I got my interest in food in that sense as well. And um, I also find really interesting, like the, the importance of food, basically not only on nutrition wise, but also sustainability. Mm, exactly. But for me, it's the same. Yeah. And then like, that is like also the challenges that it is facing currently, you know, on these big parts, I think. Because on the one hand, we need to um, basically change nutrition wise our own food intake. We also need to change food industry to a more sustainable one. And that goes back to changing some culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that when, when I, I try to think on, on, on how was the food system, uh, I don't know, 
1,000 years ago, uh, I, I already think, oh, probably back then we already had a sustainable <laughs> food system. Now it's true, it's true. Uh, but um, they didn't have to face uh, the 8 billion people that we, are, that, mm. that, that we are now, for sure. Yeah. And in some ways, I think that it's really nice how in the food innovation, they try to obtain like that same level of sustainability. I, I don't know if that was that would have been possible. People used to die much more. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. It's also true. And combine that with, uh, yeah, that sustainable level, but with an amount, I don't know if more, more amount of food that is produced, but at least more nutrition. Because if you have less amount of food that is more nutritious or that you don't have to produce as much, you would get more or less the same result, you know? Of, of course, in a whole different context, in, in a whole uh, people snacking, people uh, consuming food in a more, but in a much more different ways, but, but still. Bigger portions, basically. Well, it's indeed, but this asks for a lot of innov innovative and creative ideas, right? Good places where we would try out our best. I mean, you're you're already said before you're you're looking for more creative opportunities. I think right now in the food industry, that's really asked for. Yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, from my point of view, uh, when I've gone to events with you, or mm -hmm. when I uh, read magazines with journals. Everything, everybody's looking into the, the new technology. So that's a really interesting thing. And I hope we can talk with somebody of our guests, some, yes. some, some of our guests, because a lot of times we have, we have products that we think that they look really alike, but the technology that are behind them is completely different. Mm -hmm. that, that's how those products become interesting to investors or to customers. Or, yeah. And there's a lot happening behind the scenes. A lot of entrepreneurial opportunities, you can say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Every, yeah. Everybody nowadays can start a, can do a startup. Uh, we can. Yeah. We also did one. We also did one. That's the thing. Uh, that even two guys like that, like us, uh, of course, that we are really into the food innovation with a nice idea and with nice people around. You can you can try something. to do something to 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 know to collaborate in the in this yeah, yeah. food innovation system. Challenge yourself in a corner as well. Yeah, exactly. We can we can actually explain about what we just started. Yeah, exactly, exactly because I think it's in some way also what take us take us here yeah, uh, together and also interested in this podcast. Yeah. Would you like to introduce it to or? Of course, of course. Like during our master, so basically where we met each other, mm. we had to, well, we got challenged, I think, like more or less three times, big, big project, group projects. Mm. More or less, yeah, that's what I think. To challenge yourself to make create business plans and maybe at one could create out a new business. And uh, like I did one, for instance, about uh, Save Yoli, which was a creative idea of using saved vegetables ingredients in a ravioli made out of the ravioli pasta was also made of free spread grain. That was a great idea, I must say. I was really, I remember when we did this contest where you present this idea, and when I saw it, it was like, they are going to win, and actually who won, but because it was the greatest idea of them all. And they were really good ideas. There were, there, there were, there were a lot of good ideas. Mm. 
And um, then you also had like in the first time, it was about hummus? We, we did a sweet hummus. Uh, surami was not super, I think the concept was very innovative in the, in the sense that I still go to the supermarket, I will not find a sweet hummus. Yeah. Maybe there's a reason because of that. But I think that uh, when sometimes uh, uh, my, my, my girlfriend or somebody tells me, oh, I would like something that is uh, indulgent uh, and sweet, uh, but also that is in some way uh, healthier, all the time I have in my mind the sweet hummus because it's like, ah, there's a market there yes. for sure. <laughs> and that, I think that is really nice from our masters because here, here we are talking about your ideas, my ideas, but we were 50 people in the, in the masters and every course there's like 50, 40, 30 people that is giving new ideas. Yeah, I think that is crazy. I, I think that some food professionals should go sometimes to things like that and just hear what the new the reason is. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is coming. But yeah, it's very interesting. I think we're going out of topic because we have to talk about justice. We have to talk about that one. That, that one idea that, that ended that, up in the company yeah. itself. Yeah. Basically, just as, as we already said, was also one of the projects. Hmm. But that one we started with free order. Yeah, yeah, I think it was we didn't start it. We proposed three ideas. I remember, remember that the first one was the I think it was yours. No, oh, it was Mike's. It was Mike's. Yeah, and well, the first one was basically a new innovative idea on changing the bag of a tea, of the tea bags. You know, like using instead of those mostly paperback um, creations and using um LG. Hmm. Exactly. And well th then infuse this kind of agar which you create. I think yeah. it's agar what it's called. A soluble, yeah, to infuse that with like herbs and spice. But yeah, that was a really challenging Yeah, idea. it was technology wise. It was technology wise. We had then, one month to Exactly. So then we basically well we had also another idea before the apps, but that you could, yeah, you could say more about that one. Yeah, I, I really like this idea. I, I, I voted for this yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, like an online platform where people could access to recipes and to and, and for food education because one of the main problems nowadays with the food industry is that people is really undereducated on nutrition, is really undereducated on food, on diets, on on technologies, and it was like, yeah, you can go there and students, they will record themselves and they will show you, they will teach you about some things of nutrients and, you, and yeah, those students, like, they will get money from exactly. it. Exactly, it was like a side job platform, right? Yeah. For, to, to create for ourselves at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, really I think nice I, idea as well. I think the only problem that we had is we were no, there was no programmer in our No, team. no, no, true. No, no way, no, no way to really take that into reality more. Like, exactly. I really, I still remember the name. It was called Food Loud. Yeah. I, re I really like that name. But yeah, it and was, it was true. It was not uh, really convenient. Nice idea. Not the right time for it. <laughs> nope. No, and then we end up with our, no, not, I, I don't know if it's our, it was our first choice, of course. Yeah. And that's uh, Justice Drinks, which actually one of our co 
because at that time mm. and friends uh, came up with it because yeah. it was a product that he really would like to have and he was really interested in and it was also more not only about the product but also the brand behind it at the extent hmm. yes just so uh, for the people that never listen about uh, just drinks just says it was meant to be a hard seltzer yeah. hard seltzer is a new kind of beverages that now in the united states already are in their peak probably in the, even down right now uh, uh, but in europe this is still a market that exploding a hard seltzer is like an alcoholic beverage that tries to reduce the amount of calories by just using the alcohol itself and then plain alcohol more or less yeah plain alcohol and then putting some flavors and aromas aromas in order to create that thing sweeteners yeah we also we looked into this because we didn't know before just as we just knew that we wanted to drink a beverage alcoholic beverage that was more uh fitness friendly let's put it no that way and also that was more transparent as as you were saying the important part was the transparency because for us that we already knew before is that the alcohol industry because regulation Hmm. is made for that they are not obligated to put their ingredient list and all the information on it to their consumer it's about a percentage of of like above a percentage of two point I think it's two two point something, yeah. Uh, uh, when it's over two point something, they don't they don't need to yeah so. to put anything. It was it was crazy when you look to some of those alcoholic beverages that you could actually see there was sometimes no ingredient list, no nutrition, no, no, no. nutritional information. It was like you, you have no clue actually. But then if you would look search on YouTube and to learn how to create a limoncello, then you will really. S- like then you really saw how much you risk. Exactly. So yeah, we looked into the hard soldiers and I think we did a really nice approach to how to develop our product because we saw that most of hard soldiers, in order to keep calories low, they do five, four percent. And we did the survey in Instagram and we asked the people, hey, what content would you like in this kind of drink? And remember, the options were 5, 8, 10, and 12. 12 was the most voted one. (laughs) It was funny because they were more voted as they were down and down and down. And 5 was the least voted. I think that we did really well on on how we decided to to start this project. We went to our target market and we asked them directly, what flavors do you want? What do you normally drink? We had a lot of answers, but we saw that there were more people that was interested in gin. Mm-hmm. So we decided that we could do something with that. Actually, I was thinking in gin in that moment, but because I'm not from the Netherlands, and then it was, I don't know if it was you or if it was another of our friends that proposed, well, let's go for Geneva. Another, indeed, it was Geneva. We actually looked way broader than only Geneva. Like mm-hmm. we also looked if it could be sustainable in the end as well. And mm-hmm. uh, we came to another small startup at that time that yeah. made Geneva from well, wasted bread. Yeah, yeah. If for anybody could be interested, it's called Baker's Best. They do exactly their own all Geneva. Geneva with... And then for us, they started to create a, a young. Yeah, we we did. We had a good connection with them from the beginning. Yeah, nice guys. Really nice guys. And uh, well, we, like we did this market research. We went to potential suppliers. We also went to potential 
production places. And we also really thought about our name itself. Like yeah. probably the whole business plan was really well thought. And our name stands for it like just us stands for joy and trust. Mm. And it is of course relatable to us. And, and for me was what was really impressive and really enjoyable is that most of this we did while we were doing the project, this approaching, the stalking, uh, we also had to prepare our first pitch deck that was quite good as well. Actually we did it was said by the jury ours was the best speech. Yeah. It was not the best product idea because they were looking for something that was more health focused, I think. To be honest, also the first one at that time. It was really good. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they were not good ideas, but we got said it was the best. Yeah. It was the, it was the best speech. So we also, I mean, that's because we were really into that yeah, idea. The setup, the setup, the, the story that we had behind mm. the project, the story that we wanted to give to the people itself, also in a funny way. Yeah, and I think that that is how the passion was translated into turning this project, you know, and yeah. actually our business. Yeah, and it ended up to start it. Yeah. To go to the KPK, it's in the Netherlands, the yeah. place where you have to sign yourself in if you want to start mm. your own business. And uh, we did that with the four. Yeah. And we, in that time, we went actually through it, like looking, okay, where, where can we produce? And then also more broad about the with, investors, yeah, part, suppliers, suppliers. For me, are the best parts during this whole project and period of time is that you challenge yourself on well, places that you will think before you wouldn't think about that you will actually do it in the first hmm. sense. Because like, it, it, yeah, it, it really created a set of skills out of my own comfort zone. Yeah, that's the thing. That is, that, that is the word, the, the expression, uh, getting out of our comfort zone. I think that was the, the best part of it. Also, it was really nice to receive the feedback from the people and a lot of them saying that it was a nice idea. When, I, when can I try it? Hey, a lot of my friends in Spain, they told me, Andres, you have to bring this here. I really want to 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 try this product you're doing. Oh, we did it. We did create it. Well, we, we did, yeah, we, we did some samples. We did that. We had a recipe actually. Yeah, the recipe. It was it was really nice, as you said, the part of going out of the comfort zone. Going, I myself, I learned how to develop a website or to look into the different marketing strategies. Mm -hmm. Also, how to approach to people because we we also had the chance for to sure. I met people, I met a lot of different people at the time. Mm. I met even one, one time uh, a potential supplier at like a side restaurant of the, the highway. Mm. And we met there and we said like for one and a half hours, he gave me free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about like our product, but also the trends in the market. He gave me a lot of information on his own side. Also how the aromas will affect my product. He had a lot of knowledge. Because um, he was also an experienced person. And it was super interesting to also get this point of view. Definitely, definitely. Of course, since we are doing this, uh, some people can, can already guess that this, this, we had to end this because as well as we say that it was a really nice period, there were also hard moments. Uh, there were challenges that we have to face. And I always say the, the challenge is the funny part. You know, that's, that's when... That's when one has to get creative. One has to see, okay, I'm going to solve this problem. But there were some challenges that 
unfortunately, they got long during. Like they, they, they were lasting too long in time. And I think that those were the things that were burning us a little. And in the end, that's how we decided. Uh, for example, the part of the time management, we were doing our internships at the same time that we were trying this. And also after that, we wanted to start our jobs because yes, that was a great idea, but it was not, it was not going to pay the bills. And we all wanted to move to that uh, moment of our life where we could be independent from our parents uh, or sharing with our partners yeah. or whatever. But our first reason why we started the master was also getting the position in the end. Yeah, of course. Inside, uh, well, companies in the food industry. Definitely. And another thing is that, and I think that you would agree with me, Chaco, we were, I loved at the team that we were, but we were a lot of people to carry a project like this. Yeah, to keep each other always motivated. Yeah. Because if then there's one lagging behind in motivation, it is hard to get, uh, in the end, then everyone again motivated as the level that you are, mm. or that the one is. Of course, and it's not only that, it's because we were, in, in the end, we were a startup that was always in an early stage. Yeah. Not finding people who would like to support us financially was also something really burn us out uh, yeah, going to investors and then you will receive a lot of time the answer no yeah and i understand that normally when you're when such a project it's really normal that a lot of people tell you no and no and no but i think that since we were doing several things one time we were too many people because if it's yourself or if it's you and a friend or something like that, a lot, most of the times uh, startups are with two or three people maximum. I remember when I had to fill out uh, uh, forms from go, for going to events or for, uh, I don't know, something about uh, a startup investor, angel investor, uh, web page. It was always like your three, uh, your three founders. Yeah. So... I understand that uh, we were a lot of people, and when you're in that early stage, it's harder to get everybody you know, mm-hmm. motivated. Still, as I say, I wouldn't change it for anything. I, no. I, I, something that I would like, I wanted to do with my friends, and I think we we still have our group. I learned, I learned um, a lot from each other. Yeah, definitely. Like we had, we had people with different backgrounds at the time. So in that time, it, I learned a lot. What was your biggest like learning? from the biggest lesson that you got from all this the biggest lesson for me was basically that that you don't have to yeah face yourself of giving yourself the idea that it isn't possible to start your own business and uh, and actually to go on with your own business after it yeah i don't step up if i I just take any challenge that well i'm facing right now because I think in the end, you will learn always from every opportunity that you can get provided. And then starting an old business in the sense was also a really big opportunity. And the first thing that was, in my mind, a big risk. Mm. But at that time, it was actually only taking the risk of spending a lot of time in it and maybe some money. Mm. And if you value that to the things that I learned in the end, it was worth it at all. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, in my case, if I have to talk about my lesson personally I think I, I learned a lot about listening to others mm-hmm. 
I was, I, I've been always a person that, um, well, I consider myself, if not uh, clever, at least some sort of kind of intelligent. And I think I have good ideas, but, but a lot of times I have to face with the fact that not everybody will like my ideas or not really will think like me. And that is something that in some moments in my life I really struggled with. It was like, ah, oh, if it was not my idea, I was not motivated, or if it's not my idea, I don't know if I'm going to involve myself as much in the project. But with this, also because and there were a lot of brilliant ideas coming from my colleagues and from my from my friends. I think that I really learned to for example, I didn't like the name. I didn't like just the speaking. It was like, no. But I was like, no, I feel it it it, it it, it, it sounds, I, I, I told you, uh, it sounds like a condoms uh, uh, <laughs> a brand. Yeah. And, and I was in, in that book, and I was like, no, this will be an art name. I, I, I like something that yeah, in some sort of way would tell you something like uh, transparent or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I, I learned to love that name. And, and when I thought about it, it's like, yeah, this would not have worked any other name. This would have been, it was part of, why it was working is because it was because of that name that in some way really got so many ideas with it. How did it a lot of yeah. marketing ideas? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that my, my biggest lesson is that that it's always good to listen to others. Don't think that you're the smartest person in the room ever, because then you will be for sure mm-hmm. the the most stupid one. You think that you're the smartest one. Yeah, that was uh, really nice remembering this, but I think that we should get back to the topic that we hear that is about more about food innovation. We discussed about why we're passionate, and since we were talking about challenges for our startup, maybe we could talk about what are the challenges and the opportunities that they're creating in the, in the food system right now for the future generations, or at least for you, Shaka. Uh, wow. There, for me, the biggest challenges to, to mention is that um, for sure, creating an objective preference because we know like there's a food that you can have a beautiful idea, but to market it on itself, super hard, mm. super hard. You always have like first a part of consumers that are your innovative. Yes, that is super hard. Innovative consumers, to, but to reach like an objective, called an objective preference. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a it's race a that is a, it's a really long yeah, race. And then, then. That, that right now is with, uh, for example, with the plant-based food, the plant-based meat is far from being uh, as popular as meat itself. No? And I don't, I don't think it, that it will ever reach to that point. No. Uh, yeah. But for sure, one of the things that they, they want you know, on this is, it, is to, to make it less niche, less, you no, know, it's just like, oh, the, like that. That weirdo that wants to to eat uh, plants instead of eat uh, meat. I think that little by little we are getting to that point. But yeah, I think there's a lot of way to always still. But because as you say, yeah, there's, there's the, the consumer because they have all sort of preferences, exactly. religion, uh, personal, cultural. I mean, for example, meat itself is really a cultural thing for everybody. So it's a cultural thing, hmm. indeed. It's really important in uh, in some cultures, yeah. and yeah, th- th- that's that's one of the challenges that I think the food industry and it will all it's from the start already. Mm. But that's of course a challenge that will stay and be there forever. 
it's always a challenge to to get an objective reference from from a lot of consumers and the other challenge that it's facing is for sure with what we now have right now with the climate change exactly yeah that is the biggest challenge for all our generation yeah our feeding yeah, the next all, generation all, but not feeding this is like in all industries that is that's yeah. the challenge you know that the climate change yeah uh, yeah indeed also for for food because how are we going to feed the next generation if also if climate is changing and the, the, the yeah, crop the conditions water resources getting yeah. less even here in the netherlands <laughs> and uh no it, it is it is and and also like the effect of the food industry on the um, on our environment itself so that's for sure one and, mm. and the nutrition nutrition wise we see that we have so much food available yeah good or bad that's another discussion and uh you see still rising a lot of like in the overnutrition yeah, yeah, cases like obesity, obesity, or diabetes, or, exactly. And then you also still have malnutrition in general. Yeah, of course. Yes, but all those sort of of challenges, thank God, they also lead to opportunities, and that because of, as we said, that, that is the fun. That is that is where the fun thing starts. Exactly. There's a problem. Creativity is shown. Looking for solution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. It's looking at how new technologies can be used yeah. in certain uh, parts of the food industry. It's also looking at other plant-based maybe alternatives, uh, protein alternatives, as you yeah. also liked a lot. Yes, yes, of course. And um, when I talk about plant-based, uh, plant-based, it's not even the ideal case. No, it's, <laughs> I think that my the greatest idea. I hope that we ever have the chance to talk with a person that belongs to a startup or to a scale-up of air protein because that blows my mind. The idea of making protein out of CO2 sounds like, yeah, okay, then climate change and protein deficiency and and farming, everything is solved out of the air protein. I, there's like a lot of innovative ideas on, on the protein uh, mm. side as well, like now going to insects. Maybe will, will we ever eat Yeah, basically insects? Fermentation as well. Fermentation is, using microbes. Yeah. It's in, it, it, that part is super innovative. I, I know it is maybe it's a little bit out of the topic, but the thing of the biotechnology and using microbes for me is the, I mean, as humans, we learn to domesticate the animals. animals as well, yeah. And now we went for the microbes. It's like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Easy, <laughs> right. though. Yeah. Yeah, also, I think that I see opportunities as well in the circular economy and that I hope that in in a long term, probably, but I would like in the midterm, even in the short term, that every, we make that everything is circular. Mm-hmm. That would be like... That will be perfect. That will be perfect. perfect. That, that, that is utopia, no? Yeah, uh, exactly. We are not generating any waste. No, no, no. Yeah, those are some of the of, of the opportunities. What what is the thing that is are you more excited about of all these food? These food. It's for me the, the 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 interest is more in the alternative protein part. Yeah. And yeah, same. Then in particular same. the lab grown meat, but that's also because I have a background in science. Yeah. And um, I found at that time already. Heard it once in a course. It was like we just it was like talking about twenty minutes about this topic. 
I think that this was in 2017, 18. Mm. And now, yeah, how the progress is going, and you you can already eat it in Singapore, I think. Yes, in Singapore is is legal. Yeah, like that. That is for me. And in Italy is forbidden. Hopefully, it does not exist in Europe. <laughs> That's <laughs> also a challenging part, by the way, when you mentioned here the legal part yeah. of food. For... Of course. Yeah, but then it will be always complex. It's uh, always a complex. But yeah, that's for me, lab grown meat, uh, the, well, the alternative proteins, also the insects. Yeah, so I mentioned it already. For me, it's the air protein. Yeah. <laughs> I, can... I, I really, really, really want to try it as soon as I can. That's yeah. That's and then a broad topic, of course, is AI. Yeah. You know, how this will affect uh, you know, certain processes in the food industry. And uh, like, I like also really in the use of innovative technologies. For instance, the 3D printer. Yeah. There's like one company that is creating out of that. There are a lot of companies. That's, that's but there's the... one one company that we know from an event. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. we even taste. I didn't taste any other. I uh, tasted another one. Yeah. In, in oh, Spain. wow. No, I didn't. So that was my first impression. Like, yeah, first 3D printed alternative hmm. meat. Yeah, yeah. I think that those are really nice. Uh, as you said, also the AI and how the technology can go. We're reaching the end of the podcast, but we talked about a lot about food innovation, but we didn't talk a lot about food motorcycles about this podcast. I think that it would be good to yeah, for the listeners not to, to, to give an intention. Where, where are we going to go? Yeah, what is the intention? What is the intention for this podcast? Like, basically, would we... For my opinion, what I want to create with this podcast is a platform for all kinds of food professionals to share their knowledge, their vision, and their interest, of course. And also to give their view about what, what the challenges are and also maybe give us a different point of view on certain food products or in innovations that, are, that they are creating. Mm. Or, yeah. I think that myself, that the reasons I, I, I want to do this podcast are... For myself and also I think that they relate directly to our audience but are there to inspire by bringing entrepreneurs bringing researchers bringing chefs and they will tell us their opinion now on food innovation and I think that that will be really inspiring for anybody that that wants that, that wants to start something that wants to 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 do something that will generate an impact in the food business. Positive impact. Yeah. And also to learn. No, we were talking about how important is to the education in food that there was Yeah, making you know, awareness on, yeah. on these topics. Yeah, making awareness, bring people and they will tell us about from their expertise about what things have to be changed, how what things have to be improved. And then we can learn and we can we listen and we learn and we apply it to ourselves. I think that myself, I'm thrilled about these conversations that we are having. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh. maybe because I already know some of the guests <laughs> and that's how, that's why I'm really, really excited about it. But if, when I was looking, when I am a podcast consumer and I never found a podcast that would bring this kind of information of food, at least in the way that we're going to bring it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so it's true. And hopefully in the future, in the far, far future, 
we will make people as excited as us about food. Yeah, I hope so. so. I, that's the goal. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the main goal, right? Okay, so we are, do you want to do, say some last remarks, Jaco, uh, before going to our closing question? Well, I, there's one question that I would like to ask you. It's yeah. like, we talk about all kind of food innovations and this thing. But what's your favorite food product itself? Food product, in, like in general? In general. That's a hard question. Uh, I think I'm going to go... Can I say meals? Can I say ours? Or, okay, so like, it doesn't have to be something in, the, in in groceries. Yeah. Then, therefore, I'm going to go with paella. Uh, I, I'm from Spain, I'm from Alicante, from the area where paella is made. My my grandmother makes a great paella, my father makes a great paella. I'm now learning, and I hope that my videos are as, are half as great as, as theirs. And every time I go, I have the, the, the chance to, to eat some, and it's just... It's bringing back memories. It's not only memories, it's just delicious. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I would you, chocolate. Well, mine is mine is also going back from when I was a child, but it is more sadly. I think that it's just a piece of bread with peanut butter, just oh, peanut butter, really Dutch, yeah. really Dutch. You can imagine that. But I, like, if I will go on vacation, I will never plan that I come back. The first thing that I'm going to eat is peanut. Butter. Yeah, nice, nice <laughs> answer. Well, I think that we reached the end. Our first podcast. Yes. Anything that you would like to say before leaving? Well, I want to thank all the listeners, of course. Of course. And uh, hopefully we will see you soon. Like, will, will you listen to the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, uh, if you can click that follow button. and also It will help us a lot. Yeah, yeah. It will help us a lot. Uh, we and are just you... starting. But, uh, we are really excited. And I, we would love to see that. Some people, more people is joining to Exactly, hear. and we're getting excited in our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you can go to our Instagram, Tomorrow's Bites, where we will update you of our guests. You will have the chance also to get uh, prizes if you participate in our questions or if you are just... Yeah, and if I have social media, we actually want to provide you an opportunity to ask your questions. To mm to the now our next guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will see in in Instagram who are we bringing. We are bringing really interesting people for this month of June and we yeah. will work to bring even more exactly. to the coming podcast. Well, Shaco, thank you for this time. Thank you as well, Thank you for your time. And thank you all for listening. Thank you.